Hey, Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Social episode, I believe this is number 38. Holy shit. I know. Math, it gets crazy. <laughs> Sitting across from me, that's Paul Mattingly. Across from me, that's none other than Mr. Matt Donnelly. And we are coming to you pre-recorded from Jacob, the audio guy's beautiful home studio. Woohoo! Team Jacob Studios. Normally we recorded the Inspire. Jacob didn't feel like putting on pants today. We came to his house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just like every other day. It's nice. It's <laughs> nice. It has a different kind of feel to yeah. be able to just kind of really relax even more. We're relaxed and inspired, but this is even more relaxing because it's a just a nice home environment. Yeah, nice little studio you got here, Jacob. I, I'm worried that I'm getting I'm making uh, ring marks on your desk. Do you have coasters? Do you have something for the? Use perfect. that bag. Use that bag. Use the bag. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I was using that bag earlier, and that's why. Yeah, just. Just use it as a co- bag as use a the bag. Use part of the bag as a what coaster. What does your coffee <laughs> table look like at home? It's uh, like fucking some, mess. Like a homeless person. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of homeless person type, type uh, jerry-rigging in my home. I do. It's true. So. Uh, <laughs> Plastic we, bag coaster is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of other reasons why you seem like you're homeless. Yeah. One is your lack of a home. You have there, a coffee table and no The fact that home. I have a coffee table no house. But. But you find no rings on that coffee table, my friend. That's true. No rings. That's true. Um, you won't find the actual coffee table to look for rings. It's no, just... it's really hard to find it. It was covered in bags, but that's what keeps it nice. Um, I want to. Uh, we had we had a listener write in anonymously. They're a transgender person. They kind of wanted to to set us. Uh, I keep wanting to not say straight. Set us straight. Right? And then yesterday's idiot. episode, I don't want to say set us straight. And then yesterday, to bail on that, I said uh, the straight dope. How about to enlighten so, us? To to in, to avoid the word straight, I use the word straight. Yeah, great. To enlighten us as to the situation from clearly, that point of view. Clearly, and that perspective. we need it. Clearly, we need it. As I can't help but say the dumbest <laughs> things as we try to. I try to. I'm trying to be open minded and do the right thing. Idiot. And then I just sound. So fucking dumb. So, um, Jacob, do you have the letter? I uh, do. I have it right here. Have, all right. Yeah. Let's 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 let's, let's let this happen here, and let's 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 uh, give our thoughts on this. This, of course, was inspired because we were talking about uh, the Cards Against Humanity controversy with the card uh, included in the package that had uh, passable tr- transvestite as the uh, answer that you can plug in mm-hmm. the, the card game. If you don't know it, it's a it's a card game that's meant to be very offensive amongst friends playing where you it's basically hardcore apples to apples yeah you draw cards to fill in the blanks to questions and you rank if you know what apples to apples is based on that yeah (laughs) i don't know what apples to apples is but that's how everyone describes it yeah uh, just adult apples to apples that's what it is and even apples to apples has a a version called sour apples apples to apples which is a little more racy but Cards Not Against Humanity cards just, humanity, went, yeah. just went and took it to 11. That's like Playboy magazine. You know what I mean? Like yes. Sour Apples is like, ooh, a centerfold. Yeah. When you're like, I have the internet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At this point, Playboy magazine, 38, 39-year-old me yeah. is looking back at 11-year-old me sneaking a, a dirty bag and just laughing hysterically. You don't even like, know. You have no concept have no as to what filth is. You know how <laughs> we used to get our hands on Playboys by... 
like coming to 7-Eleven like three at a time, you know, mm-hmm. and then like trying to figure out who, who was being like looked at or followed, right? And so that person would then diverge. That person like, who, who, who are the, these kids are up to no good. They might be stealing. Well, let's get them. And then one of us would then snag the uh, Playboy magazine. Uh-huh. And then we would uh, slide it uh, into a newspaper, into a nice uh, thick newspaper. Uh, yeah. And buy the newspaper. And then we'd buy the newspaper. Very smart. You're like did you ever? Did you ever be like, um, you, can me, like you can charge me, you can charge me seven dollars for the newspaper it's yeah. okay yeah <laughs> you know what i'd rather pay for this like seven of these newspapers do you mind if i do that yeah I'm... just out of a i want to only commit one crime not two right like i want to i i i think if i were an owner of a convenience store back in the day yeah i'd have like the eight dollar pack of gum option <laughs> you know i mean it's like would you guys like some of our eight dollar trident <laughs> you'd be like uh, yeah, 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 all yeah, right, all yeah, right, yeah. all right. Just take the gum. Give me the dollars. As you're walking out, help yourself to one of the magazines. <laughs> the That's the creepiest store owner ever. <laughs> I mean, that is creepy. the definition of like creepy chamas, right? Like the convenience store guy who like wants little kids to look at dirty magazines. <laughs> <laughs> See, like you were just an episode of Different Strokes right there. You were oh, totally boy. You're about to bring Dudley back in the room and have him play Tarzan. What's his name? Jump. What's that? What was his name? Something Jump. Oh right, the Gordon guys, Jump. Gordon Jump. Yeah, Gordon yeah. Jump. The classic. I can't believe I remember Dudley. So, you, so Dudley, I, was, I was amazed. Dudley in the bathtub playing Neptune. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, God, so That's, creepy. You know what's weird is that like <laughs> this is like the creepiest episode <laughs> sitcoms. Uh, tackled real issues, you know. Back like, in the day, now we have like special victims unit. You know, like they're like for for dealing with rape. You don't want to watch, like you know. Like, could you imagine like Seinfeld being asked to do like a really heartfelt episode on child molestation? No, but Different Strokes did. Yeah, but Different Strokes was never really funny. So ah. <laughs> <laughs> intended to be comedic in nature. Yeah, but meanwhile, yeah, they're doing they're doing episodes where Nancy Reagan came on about saying no to drugs. Absolutely, they're doing episodes about child molestation. Yeah. Meanwhile, Todd Bridges is strung out on heroin. Oh, uh, oh I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana Plato ends Died. up straight up fucking OD. Right? Ends up. Yeah, she ended up here. Do you realize that? Oh, in Las Vegas. Yeah. She was working. Or Jacob's house. She exactly. was working in Las Vegas. <laughs> She's in the third she, bedroom. <laughs> she held. She held up a uh, dry cleaners here. Oh, that's right. You robbed the place, right? Oh, she yeah. held up a dry cleaners here in Vegas. See, it's a second example right of crime leading the... to more crime. Yeah. <laughs> I want a porno mag. I'm not 18. I steal. Oh, I thought you were referring to uh, Different Strokes as the first crime. <laughs> Watching Different Strokes. <laughs> just making that. Just making that show. <laughs> Very sorry to all the Different Stroke fans out there. Hey, I was a fan. I was a kid. Oh man! One of my favorite episodes was when they brought in the the cousin Oliver kid, the new the new baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that kid's name? I can't remember his name. Mine was uh, when Joshy or something. Uh, designing uh, woman girl uh, was the sc- Scrappy Doo. I think his name. Scrappy Doo. But they went to the they went to the the Hollywood. They went to yeah. Hollywood. They went to the um the Paramount lot or something. Yeah. And they they met Kit. That's and, right. And Hasselhoff. Well, we, they did got we talk to about talk this on Knight air? Rider. Did we talk about this on air? Because that they had the, that was the cliffhanger episode. Did it end? And did, then it never came back. Like so, so, every sitcom started ending their season with a with cliffhanger. A, oh, 
And what so was the hanging on the cliff? Th- that uh, Arnold and uh, somebody else they snuck onto the set because they wanted Redhead to get closer yeah. to the Night Rider, and all of a sudden a big stunt sequence oh, begins. Oh yeah, and you don't know. Are they going to supposed to get run over? Kit's basically it's a crossover cliffhanger where Kit might run over Gary Coleman, and then that was it for the summer. That I had to wait the whole summer to find out whether Gary Coleman was going to run over by Kit, and that worked, by the way. Well, did he? Yeah. No, he survived. Yeah. Now well, that, I want to know. That is uh, that is what eventually saved Star Trek: The Next Generation. Right. We that's we did talk about this on there, yeah. Because yep. then that's that's what happened. But like Man, Star Trek started. Already then, like, repeating everybody... ourselves. Thirty-eight episodes in. Oh, sorry. Thanks. Sorry, for listening, everybody. <laughs> it's been a good run. <laughs> just just take it to thirty-seven, and then we'll we'll really understand. Um, and 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 that's and this and that's exactly how we're going to be more respectful of transgendered people. Jacob. All right, so we have a we have a, an email here. I don't know how we just got back around to it, but we have one. I just remembered what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah. So uh, we we have an email here uh, to uh, to educate us, hopefully. We'll see. So uh, hey guys, I am a transgender scoop. First off, someone who is trans someone who is a transvestite is someone who likes to wear the clothing of an opposite gender. The Latin root of trans is something like on the opposite side of. And vestite is the past adverbial passive participle of vesti, which in the Latin root is something like to dress. Sorry to get technical on you. That's I just great. wanted to get that out I of the way. I thought it just meant vest. <laughs> just to turn a vest See inside out. See my vest. See my vest. <laughs> it I just was like once the, a gorilla's chest. Hopefully that this person, uh, Anonymous, has, uh, has written in other tongue twisters for Jacob as right. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it <laughs> makes, like, makes it fun. For example, if a woodchuck were to start chucking wood. <laughs> Let us decide. Um, how so, much wood could it chuck? So, so trans, uh, transgender says, um, is different than transvestite. Transvestite simply refers to a clothing preference right eddie Uh, izzard is transvestite yes sorry to get technical i just wanted to get that out of the way and i do not believe it is a slur the example i go for is for uh, someone who is a transvestite is eddie izzard oh there we go look at that using i'm a mind reader that's right we knew more than we thought using mr izzard as an example he identifies as male and that aligns with his gender he was assigned at birth which would mean he is cisgendered, the Latin root of cis being something like on the same side of. Therefore, cis is not a slur. No reason for that other than I wanted to nip it in the bud. So, Mr. Izzard... That is, that is new information to yep. me. Mm-hmm. I did not even know that term. So, Mr. Izzard just likes and feels comfortable wearing women's clothing and identifies as a transvestite himself. The term passing very basically means that someone is seen as ex- and accepted as the gender they are passing as. A passable transvestite. I really hope Jacob finds a way to read the quotation marks now and the parentheses. Uh, so there were quotation marks and parentheses in that. That's what I'm going to read those. I gather that by the parentheses reading. Yeah. Uh, I did miss the quotes the first time around. A so, hold on. passable transvestite. Yeah. Uh, would be a guy, and I know there are female transvestites, but I'm going to refer to male transvestites as that is the specific group that the Cards Against Humanity card our card is referencing, who identifies as a transvestite, whom when you see them, you believe they are a woman. Okay. So, That's, that was my assumption. Right. Okay. And here's the thing. So I guess like both my... my uh, I really got an Eddie Izzard... In the late nineties, like oh sure, great. great, dressed to kill, and then saw him live a few. Oh, times you got to in see New him York. actually in person. Yeah, I've seen fantastic. him live three times, and it's wow. I thought I was an Eddie Izzard fan. No, I am not. A dick. I honestly <laughs> used to wonder, like, if if he'd somehow like tragically died, 
how could I let people know that I could perform Dress to Kill word for word? Hilarious. Oh, like, wow. That I, I used to be able to do the entire Dress to Kill routine. Well, you, you know, Eddie Izzard, he did die. What? What the fuck? No, no. no oh, he, damn it. He's fine. No, I but, a, but actually, no, he did. I have a blue pants in the truck of my car. He did. He died. He died. He died. Just on the news just a few hours ago. That was is like, so yeah, yeah. awful. No, no, he's fine. He's oh, okay. Fine. okay. No, oh, good. Yes. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He died. We're doing a callback to an Eddie Izzard bit, everyone. It's an Eddie Izzard bit, everyone. Um, but, uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert Bumbleback Schmendybang. Fritz Panwala. Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert Humperdinck. No, wait, go back one. As, that's my that's my favorite for naming Engelbert Humperdinck. That was good, yeah. His name is, how about Jerry Dorsey? His name is Jerry Dorsey. Um, anyways, so. Uh, yeah, and so what I'm saying here is that so so knowing that the Izzard was a legit transvestite, and he used to do a great routine about being uh, uh, what type of transvestite he was, it did, I guess, open my mind up to something, but did not take it very far enough. I don't think Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Uh, the distinction here in this letter that is now, that I'm now understanding is that he liked to dress like a woman, but still identified as a male. Right. Okay. Yes. And so that is what's been maybe making me confused and also less sympathetic to things because I didn't actually understand that actually trying to pass the the next step of actually wanting to be either pass or be accepted as that gender. Mm-hmm. That's what's news to me. All right. So what is there more to the letter? Oh yeah. So the reason this causes issue is because people usually confuse transvestites with transgender persons. Transge- transgen- transgender persons are people whom their internal gender does not match the gender they were assigned at birth. As example, I was assigned male at birth, but live and identify as a woman. Therefore, I am a transgender woman. People would look at me and say I'm a transvestite, and that would hurt, because it means to me that I just look like a man in women's women's clothing. Oh, this is huge. That really has nothing to do with the topic at hand. That is huge. Oh, yeah. That is no that that is completely different, and that is something that is like, and this is definitely this is definitely where I am, my grandfather, like where I like I don't understand things, right? Mm-hmm. So like I definitely like in terms of trying to evolve with the uh, very, it feels recent to me. I feel like we've been saying LGBT forever, but we've never been focusing on the the trans part of that definition until not very near, recently. Not nearly as much. Sure. The last two years, I think, have been a, a big uh, change, yeah. and. Like, for instance, that like as someone who's very pro-gay rights, yes, uh, who believes that you can be born gay, that is not a choice. That the idea that it is a choice is kind 100% of hundred percent with you there. Hundred percent with you. I'm not even kind of it's fuck. It's fucking. No, offensive. it's not a choice. Yeah, it's not. Um, yeah. and then and, and then then part of backing that up is just that, that there was a study done on the shape and and uh, type of brains. Yeah, it's the, and that there's actual genetic and physical construction of. Parts of the mind that... Mm-hmm. Right. And so like the brain of a gay male looks more similar to a straight female brain than it does to a heterosexual male brain mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa mm-hmm. uh, with uh, homosexual women. And, 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 and so w- even with that, like understanding that there's just a physiological mm-hmm. uh, So just like he was saying, truly right? an internal gender. What I definitely was not understanding until recent news stuff... Mm-hmm. Was the how young people identify with a gender other than the one they're born with? Mm. That is news to me. That is something I did not understand. And so when I'm hearing about people struggling with this, the part of me that was so pro gay rights and understanding the science was wondering 
what the science was behind that, mm-hmm. you know. And then things that started to really dishearten me was hearing that children who were identifying with a different gender than the one they're born with uh, were being subjected to hormone therapy Man. or things like that to try to like boost their testosterone or boost their estrogen to hope that it would basically physically change their their brains so they just, just make them bald wondering. <laughs> and uh it would make them bald and uh it turns out some in some cases suicide great um and so science to the rescue again yeah and so now you know trying to understand this it is definitely like interesting you know that how much i didn't understand the difference between someone who wants to simply dress up like the other gender mm-hmm. or wants to identify as the other gender and, and, and hearing how much it could hurt. Transvestite and transgender, totally different things. Being called a transvestite when you want to just be called a woman. Being Yeah, being called a sure. transvestite when you are transgender would yeah. be very yes. hurtful. But that, but that to, okay, so we'll go on with the letter here in a moment, but to my way of thinking, yeah, it is certainly not an insult in that card form because it is not being directed directly at someone for the purpose of hurting their feelings and saying you're a passable transvestite but you're not but but no you're not fooling anybody kind of thing you I know what i mean like i agree with you paul and it is about uh, that the, there's no context there's no context for it the, within the name of the name. thus right. far it seems like it's not that much of an insulting if thing it, if, if they it, if they spell it and i think we said this in the episode but but we but yeah I think coming back around to where the source of this discussion began if they had not if they used tranny instead of transvestite yep that would be one thing that becomes and if the wording offensive. was something like man who thinks he's a lady who can't pull it off like right. that would be pretty really pretty hard to get on a card just really yeah. really long yeah well, they, they wouldn't card. use that because it wouldn't be funny that anyway. comes from someone who is not only not funny just wants to be hurtful just wants yeah. to get it in yeah, right. right like I, I'm just gonna write out long. Again. <laughs> I'm going to write up the, I'm going to take the somebody, long way. I'm sure that card has been I'm made. Write, somebody I'm, blank. I'm going to write an asterisk. Because you know you get blank cards That's in, right. in the there set. Are bad, so. There are blank cards. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I mean, that, the, in terms of the cards against humanity, which we're, we're, we're kind of away from that topic, but um, uh, I would love for anonymous postings of self-written cards to see how, like, way more offensive than... Oh, gotta be. Yeah. Way more offensive oh, there's, than what's there's in those, so many, those packages. You can play it online now. Oh, yeah? There's an online version. I watch it on Twitch from time to time. It's pretty fun. And people do their own custom stuff, put it up there too. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. That's a good... We should start doing that. We just launched our Facebook page and our uh, and our Twitter page. We should start doing kind of our own version of those things maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we could come up with a, a just a couple, in yeah. a, you know, like a couple additions you could throw into your mix if you wanted. Maybe come up with five yeah. possible things. Well, we'll see how it goes. Although the Cards Against Humanity thing is kind of blowing up right now for different reasons. We won't talk about that right now either, but... Uh, yeah, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, we're not going further than that. We just, no. we're really, I'm really, the focus of this, and not even just to even avoid issues, the focus of this is both that I want to be a comedian. Yes. And that I believe that in context, there's, there's, the words can be used, any word can be used properly. Like there's no word that you shouldn't be able to use. Right. In comedy. Uh, coupled with that, I want to evolve because that's yes. what comedy does. Yep. You know, and I was trying to explain this. My, I, I had a debate with someone talking about how um, Louis C.K. You know, actually ends up speaking a lot of pro-female stuff. Yes, and his and his stuff, and that, and that, it, and that because he's gotten so hip that he gets a ton of credit for doing so. Well, and as a father of two daughters, I think yes. it's probably easier for him now, easier than ever, right, to be able to put thing, the pieces of the puzzle together and realize it's a human issue. Not a gender issue when it comes to most of these things. And my friend um, Molly Austin, mm-hmm. who's a comedian in New York, 
she recently launched she was part of a, a very popular duo called the Moda Style on YouTube and she launched a solo YouTube channel called Malio Awesome and she put up a very funny uh, video about calling herself a feminist and it's very similar to what we talked about being saying you're an atheist you know if you say the word atheist suddenly things get super judgy right red flags and people everywhere. feel very attacked mm -hmm. instead of just saying you know if you skip that part and just do whatever and she's saying I want to just be able to say it in a nice way, and then she does a lot of hilarious things. If you want to check that out on YouTube, mm -hmm. look for Malio Awesome. Um, but uh, uh, and 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 I, I watched it. I thought it was super funny, and I said, "I bet she's about to get a bunch of shit on the YouTube comments." And I bet you it's not going to be from people who are anti-feminist. It's going to be from people who have a different definition of feminism mm -hmm. than her. Uh -huh. And then sure enough, it just she just she just gets torn apart. Yeah. Uh, in the YouTube comments, although she still got up thousands of views and she's doing fine, but, and I'm um, sure she got some positive reviews. Yeah, as well. she got a ton of positives. But the internet is a haven just, for negativity. Oh man, and, it uh, is the negative zone. And the thing about like that, what comedy does is moves the needle in places where you might not normally move the needle. Mm -hmm. You know, Richard Pryor is amazing for his style of comedy and also for a way of like being progressive for incorporating black perspective into the mainstream without being a spokesperson for the black community and and talking to white people not like they're he's talking from the black community to the white community but just talking like he's person to person and right. that moves the needle significantly yep and so when louis ck speaks more pro feminist thoughts or, or ron white is another example of speaking to southerners you know he really f turns a lot of southern stereotype stuff inside out on people where mm -hmm. he seems like the setup's going one way and he flips it right inside out and he moves the needle on that perspective for people way more than, say, like someone someone from the north coming in with like the gay perspective to be like, hey, guys, do you think you should change a little bit of your perspective about homosexuality? Right. Right. Like that's just not going to happen. Mm. Right. So like I feel like comedians get so much shit for saying the awful stuff and they don't get nearly enough credit for moving the needle on stuff that no one else can do. You got to put everything out there on the table. Yeah. If you're talking, if you're just using language, there should not be a problem. Right. People get to decide. People get to understand. People get to educate themselves or, you know, form opinions. But trying to, you know, stop discussion yeah. in any way. And many times, really dark language and edgy stuff has to be used to get the conversation truly flowing. Right. Because truth is ugly and hilarious. Definitely. And uh, is there any more in that letter, Jacob? There is. Uh, let me just back up a little bit just to put context here. Uh, people sure. would look at me and say I'm a transvestite, and that would hurt because it means to me that I just look like a man in, woman, in women's clothing. That really has nothing to do with the topic at hand. I just feel fucking shitty about it. Okay. Finally getting to the issue at hand. Because transvestites are so often confused with transgender persons... And the fact that trans persons are one of the most dehumanized type of person out there leads some trans persons to fear that that, that will incite real-world violence against trans bodies. The fact that trans persons have a huge attempted suicide rate at 41% and that Jesus. I have to worry every time I walk out that door that I'll get clocked and killed having been subject to violence by being transgender before – means anything that even lightly pushes the other way or pokes fun really hurts. That is also why I want to e this email to be anonymous. All that said, I personally am not offended by the Cards Against Humanity card. Uh-huh. 
I'm of the mentality that if you buy cards against humanity and you find a card that you really don't like, just throw it away. Mm-hmm. Like I used to really want to go to a PAX event, but because of Mike's dumb tirade, I'm never going to go to one. Right. So this is a thing that uh, I've talked about a little bit before. Uh, the Penny Arcade guys. I'm a huge Penny Arcade fan. Have right. been forever. And they got caught up in some real mess. Uh, Mike oh, yeah. is awesome artist, brilliant guy, kind soul. Both he and Jerry have done a ton of great work for children's hospitals, all kinds of great stuff. And he just, he's very passionate and he got really into it with a back and forth with the transgender community. Not the first time uh, Penny Arcade has courted controversy, but it kind of just kept back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It got real ugly for a while there. It is hard, you know, um, and I <laughs> want to, yeah, I want to, we'll get back to that, but I want to, because we talked about, like, we didn't understand how Lenny Bruce could be getting in all the shit that he got in, right, in his life. For but, just, because... And now the way the internet works, you kind of start mm-hmm. to understand that it could happen. And then now hearing this letter, you know, when you hear about, you know, um, you know, the, the gay bars being raided back in the day. Right. And and you think about that people got beat up just for just for being just for going out for drinks with someone from their own gender. What was it? Stonewall was Stonewall, that the... yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And and and, and so you know, you hear about that, and you're like, "How the fuck is that possible?" Mm-hmm. But then you listen to this letter, and it's it it, it absolutely I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Right. I could see someone just getting getting totally attacked for being transgender in a bar. The, by the saddest wrong thing about that, to my way of thinking, is that anyone who attacks an, a, a, another human being. I mean, for any reason, but on that scale in particular, well, for being an Eagles fan, it's okay. Yeah, right. But for but on that in that in that instance, it is. By the way, don't attack an Eagles fan. They're probably carrying. No, it is very. <laughs> they are dangerous. They've people. got batteries. They've got batteries. Yeah, they got in their batteries hands. and socks. It's mm-hmm. fucking awful. <laughs> they. Uh, it is likely that that individual who is lashing out is dealing with their own issues, and this is how they're dealing with it. Very unfortunately. If they could rationally, calmly talk to this person, they'd probably have a great conversation, maybe even make a friend. Yeah. You know, because the only reason you're, we hate what we see in ourselves. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And if it's, a, if it's an issue for you, chances are there's something in the past or something that affected your life or something that you've got going on in your own mind. The reason that you're attacking that person or, or, or rallying so hard against them is because it's something that strikes a chord with you personally, deeply, on your own thing that you can't resolve internally. And, you know, to, and, and that person, you know, has a very unfair sense of truth, uh, a, a wrong, an incorrect sense of truth mm-hmm. in them, you know. Mm-hmm. This violence that you want to do against a transgender person is about, like, you know, like you're 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 thinking fucked up thoughts. Get it through your brain. Accept something. You're you're breaking down my understanding of reality. Correct. You That's know, part of it. That you like, are you are shattering the compartmentalizing that I do to get me through the day to day. There are men, there are women, and that's it. Yes, and and, and, and you're and, blowing my mind. And if I could, I, mean, I want to say this right. Like, and, and and I know this is a comedy podcast. And we're delving pretty deep here, but but I'm also honestly like, I wanted to bring this to the air because I'm trying to evolve. You know, I'm trying to evolve on the air, and I, right. and, and I and I and I 
and, and someone who wants to be an open-minded person, and I'm challenging myself to evolve on this. Absolutely. So the way I, you almost want to phrase it is that like your brain and your body agree with what gender you are, and you are fucking lucky. Right. That's right. the way. I, that's the way, That's what's going on there. Right. And the, there's a and your 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 brain is your everything. You know what I mean. So like when your body is suddenly doesn't in disagreement with your brain, what's happening? Your brain is truth. One of my favorite lines ever, Fiona Apple. Yeah. He said, it's all in my head. I said, so's everything, but he didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so like, it's, it's, you know, we know from, from, the, from the argument with, the, with the homosexuality, we know you can be born with a type of brain that, that tells you yeah. how you're going to facilitate your life. We're all of us engineered with certain dispositions that you know we don't necessarily have uh, right. direct control over. Yeah, we can augment, we can try and modify our behaviors and things like that. But we are predisposed to some some different things just because of our genetic identity and and all those kind of nature versus nurture. It's always a, a, a tough uh, yeah thing to try and, and weed out exactly what influences what. But but I think just exactly to your point, um, no one individual has the truth. No. And the truth always lies in the individual themselves. You know, everybody's truth is a little bit different. And some people just can't handle that. They need that every, yeah. you know, every, the truth should be the same for everyone. Absolutely. So we're, I'm going I'm to move on to some topics here. But I just want to say, Anonymous, thank you so much for well, writing. Did in. we finish his letter yet? Uh, we're close. Do you, you want to finish it up? Yeah. I've, yeah, yeah. Um, Too late. I've already moved on. No. Okay, okay, we're fine. We're moving on. No, okay, no, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, okay, so um, uh, <laughs> talking, about, talking about Mike at the at the PAX event, uh, not demanding that he says sorry. I'm not 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 demanding anything. I would simply respond by not giving him my money, See, which is a great go. response. Yep, that's plenty of response for everyone out there. Not laughing yeah. and not and not giving money to something. If you dis- that hurts. If you disagree with it, ignore it. And yeah. for the most part, you've done your part. Let me tell you something. There, there, there are weeks where the ice cream social dips a few numbers. <laughs> it hurts bad. It hurts really fucking bad. We like your emails not liking us a whole lot more than you not listening. We yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather you be downloading hate mail. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Go out there and hate subscribe to us, guys. What the what? <laughs> Again, I'm sorry this is so long. I really tried to shorten it as much as I can, but I just needed to make sure the information get by, gets by as clear as possible. I'm by no means an expert, just someone living the life, so it's very possible I got some things incorrect. In all honesty, there is so much more information I could have given, but that would go on much longer than it has. You know what? And that's fine. And it's true. And just like uh, my friend Molly dealing with the feminism debates on, on the YouTube, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot more to it. And, and, and then we're just starting. But I just, uh, you know, what I want to say to Anonymous is you move the needle. Yep, absolutely. You did what a good comedian does, which is just kind of go like, maybe I don't know fucking everything about that. And, uh, and it starts there. And it starts there. I'll tell you that I had just had a discussion about net neutrality with a friend of mine last night. I, did you read man, our discussion? I saw that. I, uh, I saw the, the link. Back I, did and not, forth. I did not get into. Our back and forth it, it was interesting. And uh, he changed my mind a bit on the whole thing. And I still don't know exactly where I stand. But at least I know that I don't know that I say I am ignorant of a lot of this. I want to learn more about it. 
but I'm by no means going to lock down one or the other position. I cannot. Yeah, I cannot wrap my brain around net neutrality at all. It's it's I a just very it's a very difficult sticky because, thing. And the only thing I'm the only thing I'm saying this is way vague, way mm-hmm. out is that everyone keeps wanting to reduce it to a two-sided argument and it's not. It's not at all. That's what that's the hard part. It's not at all. But my pal, he's pretty libertarian free thinking <laughs> and uh he basically, his point is any legislation is going to be bad legislation, and he compared it very closely to what was going on with television regulation back in the day when, you know, you had four channels all controlled very heavily by the FCC. One, you know, think of all the options of entertainment and wonderful stuff that's been created since the loosening of those laws in the 70s, and it doesn't take a whole lot of leaps to see, you know, the not having that stuff regulated has helped in a lot of ways. Uh, but there's But there's a lot more to it still. There's a lot more to it still, but uh, I I don't, you know, a big part of me thinks more legislation is rarely the answer. Right. Rarely. Right. It always just muddles things more and more, especially since the internet still works. Right. Right now, it's pretty damned good in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, and then the control also usually means like say, you know. Mm-hmm. And so once you're trying to control what can go on the internet, we're in a bad place Very as well. bad. Very bad gets very bad very quick. Paul. Matt. You know, a moon uh, landing conspiracy theorist confronted Buzz Aldrin recently. And did he punch Ooh. him again? Well, again, I think I'm just talking about the primary story then, I guess. He punched a guy. He Buzz Aldrin straight up punched a moon landing conspiracy theorist yeah. in the face. Now, what does that tell you? <laughs> Don't mess with Buzz Aldrin. Is that what it tells you? Because that tells, tells me something me. different. This is where, like, I know that Paul... No, seriously, like, I mean, I've heard that story, and I'm like, well, there you go, kind of. There you go, kind of what? Why so defensive, Buzz Aldrin? (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst, worst logic that every conspiracy theorist has. The internet has not stopped stupid. (laughs) It's true. And I know that at one time you, you were suspicious of the moon landing. There was a time. Well, I mean, again, I always go back to the Fantastic Four. I think me and Eric. Anytime you send a ship out into space, it's going to be bombarded by cosmic rays. (laughs) And we have yet to have an astronaut come back and be recomposed of rock, have stretchy abilities, turn invisible, or burst into flame. (laughs) So I know of. Right. So I don't think they were bombarded by cosmic rays. Right. But who knows? (laughs) And then I know that me and Eric Jeffers, I think, Debated you for like two hours at a bar one time. Yeah. We were very upset that you were a moon landing conspiracy theorist. And I was never like full on. No. But it is, there's one of those things like when you first hear a good conspiracy theory, yeah. you love it. I mean, it is a that's great. That's just it. It's really compelling. The first it's time you hear the moon landing hell. conspiracy thing, you're like, that is some good It's compelling right as there. hell. And the monumental achievement that is going to the moon. Yeah. The staggering scientific and engineering feat that that is yeah still to this day blows my fucking mind absolutely the biggest thing the biggest thing for me is yeah. getting back off the moon yeah that is the one that is kind of the real sticking point for me okay because you look at the kind the amount of fuel yeah the sort of setup and preparation it takes to put a rocket into space here on our planet yeah they don't have a cape canaveral up there 
they don't have a whole engineering crew ready to fix things and put things back together and make it happen. That we know of. They don't have anybody you know, looking out know, for the weather patterns, you know, although there are no weather patterns you, on the moon. I was going to say that. But and do you know what else they don't have up there, full? Heavy gravity. gravity. A shitload of gravity. I yeah. know. <laughs> I know, Fall. but it's still, but it's still a tenth of the of the Earth's gravity, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is significantly less. Yeah, significantly <laughs> less. Again, it's but almost still, a tenth. But still, imagine, say, Paul, <laughs> you isn't it tossing just- a fifty-pound barbell across the room like it was a five-pound barbell? Imagine that. Imagine picking up a huge gigantic 50 pound curling thing and it's only five pounds to you yeah. and you can throw it as far what would that look like it would look a little unusual wouldn't it man <laughs> let me tell you something else paul there's something i really want you to watch because it's the best the best well, the best takedown of it i've seen so far is that the moon landing conspiracy is impossible someone just takes on like say it is true yes i saw that and they take apart i saw like, that where I technology that. is yes. at a certain time like, i saw that the technology would take to fake the moon landing we didn't have i saw that yeah that's great. I saw that. And now l- l- I want to take you down another path, if you will, Paul. Imagine, Paul, that you weren't just the first Las Vegas guy in the second city, but you were the first guy in second city altogether. Okay. You were one of the original, say, three people to perform. The compass players. The compass players, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, all your life, the the great tradition of second city had followed you. Yes. Right? And then you got to make appearances as a comedy uh, Titan icon, icon at at at, at uh, place sure. after place after place, and and time goes on, and you've aged a bit, and now here you are at seventy years old, and some fucking internet dweeb comes up to you with a little uh, internet recorder and says, "I don't think Second City exists. I don't think your performance exists. I don't think you've done anything in your life. You're cool with that? I'm not gonna hit him. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're not." Because you're not the type of person that becomes an ass. Because I'm not. You're right. I'm not. And my first name isn't Buzz. Your first name isn't Buzz, and you're not in the fucking Air Force. And you're you right. One of the smartest, brightest. You're right. People to do a pioneering yeah, feat for all of humanity. Yeah. I man, I don't even know. I don't even know. I get it. I get your analogy. I don't know that it's precisely apt but i get it well i don't know you saying that if you're covering something up you're gonna punch people in the face you know if you're covering something up you know what you do stop appearing in places where you say you're the guy who did stuff yeah <laughs> maybe maybe are you hiding plain sight <laughs> this, this this the tone right there i was gonna record that tone, the, mm, the, uh, like that all consumers of theirs ride on that frequency uh, yeah 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 right? because you yeah, could be yeah, like yeah. i drove here Hmm. Did you? Did you? Did That's you? all. You, you just have to go like, mm, and then suddenly we have to. I have to defend something that very commonplace, very simply happened. Well, now you want to get, but you, but you know what? For all your talk, if you want to get really metaphysical with it. If you want to get really into the the, I don't. I don't know if I do, but go ahead. You know, if, if we're if we're getting into the the different levels of reality here, did sure. we really drive here? <laughs> uh, I mean, technically. Did we? You know, on a molecular level, we yeah. truly don't do anything. Right. You know, that we don't truly grip anything or grab anything or touch anything. Nothing ever comes right. in contact with anything. So by Whoa. that, everything is in motion. So by... <laughs> by, by, by <laughs> Jacob Neo. <laughs> by, by Neil deGrasse Tyson's take of what happens on a molecular level in all, in, in, in all of existence, mm-hmm. no, we did not land on the moon. Right, exactly. <laughs> so regardless, both opinions are right. <laughs> No, they're not. <laughs> also, cosmic rays. Cosmic rays. 
right. No, I know. We sure we landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Is it, is it Joe Rogan? I think Joe Rogan is on yours. Is is oh on, yeah? Is, is he big, in the? Is he in the kind of Joe Rogan's big spot? anti? No, no, not half and half. He's anti moon landing. He yeah, says no way we did it. Just no way. Yeah. And he's really good at arguing it. That's the hard part. Well, he goes on. It's and not really, hard. It's not hard to argue. That's the thing. Yeah. It, that's what I say. It is such an astounding, in, truly, the word incredible. Yeah. Like unable to be credible feat of oh. going to the moon. Man, and we the, did it a couple times. The amount of times that I argued that Paul McCartney might have died and been replaced by his own lookalike. <laughs> So you're in that camp, or you were? No, I was. I was all. All. I think. I think a lot of people. Your first, and we, we talked about this with Rachel Bloom's interview a little bit, which is that your first departure from religion, you put that eggs in some other basket. Yes, and I think we all start to dabble because we're questioning yeah. things, and yes. we and we say, well, if this can be questioned, right? If this thing that I grew up with, indoctrinated in, yeah, is is false. Then what else might be patently not, yeah. not true? So I loved believing in the Illuminati. I liked believing in the you know like the the, the you know all the symbolism on the dollar bills. It's all hidden there. The Masons, our forefathers, the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 whole deal. I loved explaining all that and this and the timing of this of me letting go of religion and, and getting into aliens and, and conspiracy theories. Is right on the time the X Files is on the air, so that's not helping things. Did you ever see that weird folding trick you could do with, I believe it was a twenty dollar bill, back at just after nine eleven? Yeah, where you could fold it up and it made it look like two buildings collapsing, and one side of the bill said United, and the other side said American. Yes, yeah, right? yeah. And it was like it was like both the kinds of planes, and it was just really like, and then and then so like we're all like oh, and then like six months later they changed the currency. Yeah. And, and so then we're you're like, like, oh, no, people, <laughs> are, like, it's people a- are actually counterfeiting our bills all across the world and buying things. That's that's the problem. That's the, re- yeah, yeah. that's the reason. But they did change the colors to match pretty closely Monopoly money. Yeah, that's legit. And that might that's not a conspiracy. That's just that's just an inside joke for the trade, the Treasury. Totally. <laughs> yeah. The, whoever was hired was someone who grew up like us. Yeah. Like the, the guy who designed the bills. Let, let's they're say just, it this way. They're just taking a piss. They, 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 did, they don't know. They don't not know what monopoly is right like right like the, whoever didn't, uh, didn't abignale have a lot to do with designing the new money the oh, uh, catch man. me if you can guy i love that story man i love frank abignale's story catch me if you can yeah the book is a simple read short read way better than the movie the movie consolidates facts frank abignale story of, of, of a life of being counterfeiting is fascinating mm-hmm. and one of the things that's not in the movie that's in the book one of the craziest fucking details is that he decided to hide in France because of uh, no extradition policy at the time with America but what he didn't realize was France had and still might even have one of the harshest judicial systems there is like it Ooh. is awful and so he finally gets caught in France and gets um, sentenced in France for some some of the counterfeiting shit that he was doing, and all of his jail time is solitary confinement. Oof! All of his jail time is just how uh, long? Uh, a year and change. Man, did you see that documentary about solitary confinement? You saw oh, it is awful. Of, oh, oh it yeah. Is just I mean, that's brutal. You, you just go crazy. I mean, days, right? Yeah, days you go crazy. Yeah. Not even weeks, like days. It doesn't you take just long. Start, no, it does not start to. Doesn't when, take long. No daylight. Your mind just needs to We're occupy fragile itself. Fragile little critters, man. So he gets out of uh, jail. They bring him into a room, 
and he looks across the room and he sees a guy who is covered, you know, uh, his fingernails are long, his hair is grown all wily. And he looks across that guy and goes, oh my God, I feel so bad for that guy. He must have been in here longer than I have. And then he moves his arm and, and realizes it's a mirror. It's a mirror <gasps> and he's looking at himself. Dun, dun, and he does dun. not recognize himself and does not recognize that he's seeing a mirror. And then Howard Hughes comes around the corner and goes, I'm a mirror for you too, pal. Yeah. Wow, we and then they the both same. just shake hands with tissues in between. Um, but uh, Well, they wouldn't really touch anyway, even if they did shake hands. Right. On a molecular level, <laughs> none of us have shaken hands. Um, I don't even believe in the moon. <laughs> I mean, Jacob. You've taken your first step into a larger world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know how much he's involved, particularly in currency, but I know that he that he, he basically he got his sentences commuted by agreeing to work with the federal government to try to work anti against counterfeiting. Interesting. So it's like it's it's a true American hero. He's the criminal turned good guy. We love criminals. Is he the greatest American hero? He is, believe it or not. He's he's basically he's walking air, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um you're walking on air because you're never touching the floor. Oh God! I think the slipperiest. I think I think where I had to finally start letting go of conspiracy theories was trying to figure out how Pink Floyd would have made Dark Side of the Moon go along with The Wizard of Oz. That's a good jumping off point. Yeah. What about the? That's one that falls apart real fast. What about the different aliens that are here? Oh, the the what, like uh, the half lizard people. Oh and, yeah. And the and the and the, uh, the really tall. Uh, um, another beautiful good book. looking. Uh, what are they? They look. They look Nordic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant, tall Nordic folk. Yeah, there's there's different alien races competing for John Tesh. I guess is one of the uh, giant, tall Nordic ones. Oh man, and those, that's what they say. And they get, <laughs> they, they talk about like how um like uh yeah like Dick Cheney and like every president and now Dick Cheney, I I have no problem believing he's a lizard monster from he's the- already a robot. <laughs> what more do you want, <laughs> right, Paul? Right. How much more do you need know, from Dick Cheney? We we accept we all accept he's a robot. Oh, he is straight up Vader. He shoot his own. He shot his own friend in the face, and just walks around willy nilly. Mm-hmm. He's he's this man knows something no. else. He, he he's something, something else. He is a. Card. Let me tell you something. If he is an alien, if the other planet is listening, please take him back. Oh. <laughs> please go ahead and bring old Dick Cheney back. Like he's a, he's an alien he's not, experiment. It's like how much can we get away with? He's not helping anyone right now. <laughs> uh, right, he's helping Dick Cheney. I'm helping Dick Cheney. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Dick Cheney's doing fine article out Paul about uh, what exactly McDonald's does to its famous french fries mm-hmm. do you want to know do you not want to know I break my heart well first of all yeah. does it involve the moon <laughs> it does okay. they only make it during new moons <laughs> <laughs> so the fries come out heavier uh, you'll be happy to know the first ingredient is potatoes <laughs> <laughs> alright that's all I need to hear <laughs> next story I'm good I'm good that's it now go ahead. Uh, let's see. They use. Uh, where, where, what are we, I'm reading this from Wired. Um, uh, McDonald's uses a variety of rust Burbank potatoes. They have a nice oval shape. I thought you just said there's rust in them. <laughs> For no, a russet potatoes. Uh, they have a good balance of starch and sugar because uh, fries that get brown spots are from caramelized sugar, and so if you don't want the brown spots, you have to have less sugar in them. Uh, and the next one goes into a sodium acid pyrophosphate. <laughs> They're just going to turn a nasty hue after they're fried. The iron in the spud reacts to the potatoes. Uh, Falonic, phalonic, phenolic, and thyme. Uh, potato compounds discoloring the tissue. So phosphate ions in the sap. When uh, you're ready to read this in English, let yeah. us know. They put in, uh, they put in shit so it doesn't turn weird colors. Sodium acetate, pyrophosphate, so it doesn't turn weird colors. Well. Vegetable oils. I knew, I knew 
that McDonald's French fries had something to do with my ass fate. <laughs> I, I knew that already. <laughs> uh, vegetable oil, because they used to be cooked in beef tallow. Do you know that? Ah, uh, sweet beef tallow. Let me tell you something. The only reason why you and I want a time machine is to go back there and get some of those beef tallow fries. Well, you know, we do have the Heart Attack Grill. I think they do beef tallow fries here. Oh, do they? Grill. Maybe. With their butter shakes? Yeah. I can't go in there. She's a Have butter- you gone to the Heart Attack Grill? Well, there's a lot of butter shakes in there. Yeah, they're, they're, a- cute, they're cute, but they're butter shakes. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I can, I can see me with that. And then they start walking. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, their milkshakes yeah. really look good. But then you look at the face of the, of the oh, shake and you're like, butter shake. that's a butter shake. Um, no, I have not gone. I would not go. No. So <laughs> another secret is they basically twice fry it. They go through vegetable oil fried once and then they put them through fried oil again. They right. twice fry their potatoes. I'm once bitten, twice fried, babe. And the secret that uh, uh, <laughs> that people don't... Wow. My, my, fry, fry, fry. <laughs> <laughs> once bitten, twice fried. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but the, You want to know about the fate of your ass. Eat a couple more of these you won't have to ask. They'll come running down your colon so quick. Have some more fries and you're bound to be sick. My, my, my. <laughs> Once bitten, twice fried. Dude. What you can't see is the air guitar that Paul is playing. I am playing air guitar. It's <laughs> very articulate air guitar. <laughs> I will say that it's more closer to maybe like a ukulele yeah. or it's a tiny, tiny guitar yeah. that you're playing. Uh, but the big thing, and this is something I'd heard about, and then I thought maybe this is a conspiracy theory. Oh, boy. But this it's article true. is true. Is uh, dextrose, dextrose, which is uh, a brief dip in a corn-based sugar solution. So the, everybody for years said what makes McDonald's fries so addictive is that they actually put sugar in there, yeah, and then they cover it with so much salt that they don't taste you sweet taste to it. you, but that your brain is your satiated like, in multiple sweet. areas oh. of the brain. And that is what is going on. And it's sure enough, there is a little bit of the old corn starch, corn starch, no. Sugar, corn-based sugar solution. A bit of the old Ludwig van sugar. Yep. Uh, so, uh, beef tallow. Let's do it. Beef tallow. Where are we on the timing, Jacob? Well, yesterday, Paul and I got into a little LeBron James debate action. I yeah, I hit to it. talk about it. Yeah, we're, we're about 40 minutes in. We're about 40 in. Okay. Um, well, we're gonna get, we'll, we'll do our joggers and their trivia action, but uh, I just want to talk a little bit about LeBron James yesterday because Paul... You actually, I think, now hate LeBron James more than I do. I guess. I don't even know. I don't know the guy. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Maybe we'd be friends. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of came to his defense yesterday. You did. You did. You, you was, you, first off, there, you, there was a lot more in the bag that you brought that I thought you would. Okay. I was very surprised. I was trying purposely not to talk about it because I was, I was going to talk about the top because I have been very vocal LeBron hater, mm-hmm. uh, both here and on social media. And so, therefore, I've kind of become like a real like uh, lightning rod for any kind of LeBron feedback. But I think he is probably pretty much a jerk store, really. <laughs> Get right down to it. I, you know, going for... Oh, you post that thing on my fucking page which is uh someone put lebron's face on wrestlers fighting dirty yeah so it was the, uh, it was a couple weeks back the big breakdown of the shield which is yeah. like a great three-man team from uh wwe and one of them went rogue and beat the other two down yeah and so it was a perfect <laughs> someone put made, lebron james's face and just beaten down on Dwayne wade and kevin durant <laughs> in a steel chair it is really great it's good it is really it's good. great it's good um, you should look it up jacob 
<laughs> but uh, my Facebook page. We'll, oh, we'll post it. Well, we, now that we have our Facebook page, we can post it on our Facebook page. Well, we should put it up on. We'll, we'll have it up there, Scoops. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll post there it, it is. It's gold. We'll post it. Um, and I'll post nothing. I kill the volume. Just play it. It's funny. It'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't, we it's don't it's a very focus visual on our podcast. We want to keep the volume going. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, kill the volume on on that piece. But it's, <laughs> you should watch it. It's really, really funny. All right. Even if it means not paying attention to our right. Yeah, our I'm show. easily distracted. In case you guys didn't know. <laughs> How about that moon stuff, huh? I will say, uh, <laughs> when it came to what LeBron James did, I loved it. I thought he handled everything this time around perfectly. And in terms as far of as the like return to Cleveland, returning and, to Cleveland, and the way he returned to Cleveland, but he's leaving his boys behind, right? Right. And uh, and one of one of those guys, uh, two of the guys that he was leaving behind, one of them was going to take a huge pay cut, and instead now is get. Uh, out of a panic, out of max contract. So, Chris Bosh, your favorite player, uh, blue, 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 Chris Bosh, actually is going to make a uh, sixty or seventy more million dollars for LeBron James doing what he did. Yeah, okay, that's a good thing. He so, so he's Dwayne so Wade is getting the Dwayne short Wade end is here? getting less because Dwayne Wade actually exposed himself for being uh, a little over the hill, and so he's taking a pay cut that again. Is Almost, I guess it's so Le, uh, Dwayne like, Wade will lose about eleven million dollars. I got, to, for I told you before, I got to do a basketball camp promotion thing here when they the one year they brought the All Star Game here to Vegas. Yeah, and I got to do a little one on one chat with Dwayne Wade right when he was just exploding. Yes, it was pretty. I mean, I'm not even a sports guy, and I was like, no. "Wow, Dwayne Wade." Dwayne Wade is also, uh, I mean, his basketball story is amazing. He is a tough as nails. Uh, and, guy, I mean, he's, and a very charitable individual, right? His mother was a uh, was a uh, uh, battling uh, drugs when he was in high school, and uh, he was basically taken in by his grandparents. Then his grandmother died, and whatever age she died at, he went out that night and scored her age in points in a high school basketball game because mm. he was fucking insane. And then just to do it, just to make yeah. That point. And then he was in like a bad neighborhood, and his sister literally took him to like a different neighborhood. Where his dad lived, his estranged dad had lived, mm-hmm. and like just dropped him off. Was like, you don't go back to our neighborhood. You live in this neighborhood now. Move on. Keep it on the straight and narrow. Yeah, and so like left him, like basically like forced him away from his own family so that he could survive. Crazy. I mean, Dwayne Wade lived a fucking crazy hard life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, he takes a pay cut. To still open up places so they can sign more players for the Miami Heat to replace LeBron James, and so he takes about a five million per year pay cut over two years. But he's still making good money. Yes, he is still making uh, fifteen million dollars a year, so he will okay. not starve. And he does do amazing things for inner cities, both in Miami and in Chicago. Right. And his mother, who reformed, became a minister. He bought his mom her church, and so he he gave his her mom a, an actual church and congregation for her getting off the drugs. So he is an insane humanitarian. Good for him. Uh, anyway, so I want to say that uh, as someone, you know, we talk about jock versus nerd and what we do and don't like. Ultimately, we love to be entertained. Ultimately, we love stories. And LeBron James leaving his hometown team for four years only to turn away, uh, turn, turn, turn away and come home. The prodigal son. It's very entertaining. I mean, it is really, really entertaining. When they make the movie, it'll be a good... Absolutely. It'll be a, a good, good turn. Movie. And for the people who want to say that's like... Uh, first off, there's a lot of people like to say it's like, it's like I don't want to marry you, but I'm going to go fuck this chick for four years and come back and I'll marry you. 
Uh, we are not contractually. Ob- we do not sign contracts to fuck people monogamously. <laughs> um, so yeah, the metaphor is a little flawed. And there's a little thing of like constantly saying that it's a Latina girl because it's Miami. So people like to say Latina <laughs> girl, and that's really offensive. Um, uh, which I think is really funny. If you've been to Miami, yeah, you'd realize he went for the fugly chick. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Miami is gross. <laughs> Sorry, Miami scoops. Miami's gross town. Compared to Cleveland? You know what? I yeah. haven't been to Cleveland. We got to get, you know, uh, we're both friends with uh, Marvel author uh, James Asmus. Yes. He is a Cleveland guy. Uh, not a basketball fan at all, so I could care less about the LeBron thing, but I would love to have him come in and talk Cleveland talk for us. My Miami experience is somewhat tainted. I really only know the edge of Miami next to the port, I so just heard, of course it's not great. I just heard taint and edge. What happened uh, in Miami? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Someone landed on my moon. <laughs> but did they? But did they? Well, I guess technically I didn't get touched. <laughs> I guess it's okay. <laughs> Neil deGrasse solace of bad touch. Neil deGrasse solace. <laughs> this has been a very um, special episode of Ice Cream Social. Nothing you know, ever really you know, happened. You know who I was? I grew up as a, a, a fan of Showtime Lakers. Like like to match Showtime Johnson. Lakers. Lakers. The Lakers were nicknamed the Showtime, Showtime Lakers. Showtime yes. Lakers. And the I, note, I, I later became a huge fan of Showtime Lakers. <laughs> that was on after Red Shoe Diaries, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. That was. <laughs> Same plots, but they all just took place in a bad liquor store. <laughs> Do you mind if I shower? Um, in the liquor store? In the liquor store, yeah. Liquor in the front, shower in the back. <laughs> hey, um, no look pass. Yeah, that, good job, Paul. Good job. That's like me saying first person shooter. Uh, no look pass. So so I hated Michael Jordan. I hated Michael Jordan because he's the one who, really? he's the one who took away all, all the, Lake, uh, the Lakers... Rain Their panache fell apart. and flash didn't the, stand the, up. Detroit his... came in there, and then then Chicago beat Detroit. And then everyone talked about how Mad- Michael Jordan was better than Magic Johnson. I hated that. Then Magic really hurt my argument by getting AIDS and having to stop playing. And then uh, uh, and then I had to concede that Michael Jordan was indeed the most best ferocious basketball player I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I had to admit that uh, finally. And then he retired and went to play baseball. Right? Did that blow your mind? Yes. Did you love it? I loved it. And guess what, Paul? There's a conspiracy theory. Do you know about the conspiracy theory with this? And it drives me crazy. No. There are people who believe that Michael Jordan was so in debt uh, from gambling that the NBA bailed him out and then banned him for a year. Secretly. Secretly. Oh, see, that is not the conspiracy that I've heard about. Oh, okay. The The one that I've heard about it is like a Pete Rose type thing where he was betting on basketball and instead of banning him for life, they, uh, they secretly they just banned secretly him. banned him for a year, but didn't want to have the bad press. That makes more sense. Although that's the first time I've heard it put that way. Most people think it was that like his father might have even been his father died. His father got well, killed in Chicago, that, and that was a whole terrible thing. Like they people thought that that his father being killed was somehow connected. All correct, this. and that's what drives me really crazy because it was just a random murder. Yeah, because it turned what? out to be a random murder. I don't know if anyone's read up on Chicago. A lot of random murder happens in Chicago. Mm-hmm. A lot of random murder happens in black neighborhoods in Chicago. And so, uh, Chirac, as uh, Greg Proops refers to it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little uh, bullet heavy right now. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, as someone who lost a, a parent tragically, mm-hmm. I can tell you that you go fucking crazy. That, like, if. 
that people go like, oh, so his dad said he always pictured him playing baseball, and so he wanted to go play baseball. That makes sense. Yes, when you when 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 you're trying to hold on to anything, when suddenly you had this parental figure and they are gone, every little thing they said or even might have said becomes looms something large. that like looms mm-hmm. huge over you. And so, yes, I do believe Michael Jordan fucking lost it when his dad died and decided he would try to play baseball. By the way. In one season, improved his batting average 60 points and learned how to hit a curveball. Just saying. He was not as terrible as people like to say he was at baseball. Right. People laugh at him for being terrible. He wasn't. He wasn't well, I mean, terrible. He, was, he played professional baseball. Well, he was good enough yeah. to play professional baseball. And if you are in gambling debt so bad that you can't do your profession, you don't buy the team a bus, you don't buy the team new uniforms, you don't upgrade aspects of their locker room and stadium. Because Michael Jordan was so filthy fucking rich, he was upgrading every piece of that minor league baseball team's uh, facility and equipment all the time because he just wasn't having it. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Well, every- if you're in that debt, you don't stop playing the sport that you're making millions of dollars <laughs> playing either. Exactly. Exactly. So all of that really bothers me because of part. But uh, so, so, so let's table that. When, but did but did he yeah. land on the moon? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. All right. Was there that scene in Space Jam? Right. <laughs> there was. We do have the, the movie Space there Jam. There is footage. The documentary there Space is footage. Jam. I'm more concerned about his space adventures. Yeah. I believe he met Bugs Bunny. Yeah. I've, I've seen that. That's legit. Yeah. But did he really get into space? Yeah. Cosmic rays. <laughs> um. When he came back from baseball to play <laughs> basketball again, yes, everyone rooted for him. Well, because they were worried he was going to be like, this ball is way too big now. <laughs> I'm used to a small ball now. <laughs> I heard, I did hear another, th- he lobbied to get the ball size reduced. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And have everyone switched to cleats instead of high tops on the mm-hmm, floor. They'd just be mm-hmm. sliding around like they ice skates. Tear the shit out of that hardwood. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. Uh, brutal shin injuries. Yes. Splinters everywhere as Jordan goes up from the three point line. <laughs> Launching. <laughs> Cutting the faces of Bill Lambeer. <laughs> with his giant spike shoes. Amazing. <laughs> Jordan putting on a clinic <laughs> as Did he impales half the other team with his cleats. He got a lot from that baseball time. Jordan's got a bat on the field. He's got a bat on the court, folks. Wait, hit, hit the Jack vs. Jordan music. I, I'm gonna have, I have a question based on just Paul's thing right there. <laughs> Jack versus do you know who you're imitating? Marv Albert. You are. Hey. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> Do I know who I'm imitating? And what is the most fun fact about Marv Albert? That he got caught in a sex scandal. Yeah. What was the sex scandal? Uh, he was uh, getting peed on or something. Mm-mm. Uh, it was worse. Yeah. Uh, he was getting tied up. Uh, getting closer. It was a BDSM thing. Totally. Um, he had her... He was not on the. He was not on the receiving end. Oh, of his, he was doing fetish. things. Yeah. What did he? Do? Did he put shoes in women or something? He liked to uh, dress up like a lady. Okay. And so, bite. Uh, 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 let's get clear. Yeah. He was a transvestite. Right. He's a transvestite. Yep. And not a transgendered person. Right. Uh, and he would insist on biting their backs. That's right. That's he what was it was. A he would. Biter. Would he bite to the point of bleeding? Yes. 
whoa. <laughs> Man. It was just goes to say, if you're good at your job, we will we will let it go over time. This is why I'm trying to get famous. <laughs> I got some fucking plans. I saw you filing your teeth earlier. I got some fucking plans, yo. No. Filing my teeth, yeah. Look like a Ferengi. Man. Uh, you know how I know him, basically. You know him? No. <laughs> you answered his ad on Craigslist? And no, but I think... <laughs> you I th- have the marks to prove it? No, but I think he was used in NBA Jam. Yes, he was. That's how I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From that video, video game. game. Video yeah. game. Anyway, so so uh, I want you to nerd me, but I'll just finish up by saying, when Michael Jordan came back from playing baseball, that was the most exciting fucking thing ever. It was amazing. And for him to like retake over the league and then win three more championships in a row was insane. I remember it. And he did it with like sheer will. And in the whole controversy about LeBron. Sheer will and Scottie Pippen. And Scottie Pippen. Correct. Correct. But here's the thing. Everyone's talking about like LeBron James and leaving the Miami Heat because of the staff or leaving, leaving the Cavs because of the staff. And the only thing about like when you want to compare legacies, I mean, he had like Billy Armstrong. Uh, like his centers were like Bill Wennington and Bill Cartwright. And like, I mean, he had Pippen. And then he had a, basically a bunch of guys that he would like will to being better basketball players than they were. I mean, n- nobody's Luke taken, Longley, Luke Longley, uh, Tony Kukoc. Yeah, no one's taken you know John Paxson in the greatest all time point guard debate. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and uh, and and Jordan was a tough motherfucker who would not stand up well in today's modern media. There's stories of where he would look at his coach when he put in a player, and he'd look at the coach like, "Really, you're going to put this guy in the game to help me win?" And then, like, they'd he'd be one bad play, and he'd look back at the coach and point to, to his own player and be like, get him out of here. Get this guy off the floor. I need someone on the floor who can help me win. Yeah. He did have Steve Kerr. Steve, Steve Kerr was one of the best three-point shooters ever. Yep. Arizona guy. My cousin's Arizona guy. I remember him. Yeah. And Steve Kerr says that there are many games that they might have just let one slip on the road or let one go, and Michael Jordan in the timeout would be balling everybody out and, and saying, we are not losing tonight's game, and just basically – Shouting at people individually about what they're going to do, no, just hyper competitive. The, game. the guy was a psychopath. A psychopath. Well, you've seen those Hanes commercials. Psychopath. Just a madman. Just, I mean, he just. If you have a bacon collar, Calling on out Michael bacon Jordan. Bacon collars, dude. Yeah, just know, left and right. Hey, bacon collar. Whoa. And what he does not get enough credit mad for, man. What Michael Jordan does not get enough credit for. He's such a psychopath. The guy sported a Hitler mustache and no one said a thing. <sighs> Everyone left even, him alone. Yeah, everybody's like, it's all good. We all were like, do? we all agreed. No one sported, could wear a Hitler stash. Still does. No one could have a Hitler stash. He does it in a national bacon <laughs> collar commercial. <laughs> he does it. It's commercial. Has a Hitler stash, and he is like, what? Do you got something to say? Right. You want to say something what's, to me? What's happening in that commercial? Do you recall the setting? Where it's are a, they? It's an airplane, isn't it? Right. You think anyone else wearing that stash walks onto a plane in this day and age? No. No. Only Jordan can slip through the TSA with yeah. that facial hair action going on without a blink. Like, oh, yes, Mr. Jordan. Uh, Sarge, I have, uh, I have a Hitler stash coming through on the line. Well, get him out of the line. Let's let's let's, let's frisk him down. Bag him and tag him. What do we got? Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's it's, uh, it's Michael Jordan. Oh well, you let him go on through. But he has. Uh, it says specifically on the list of things to look for. We have Hitler mustache as a as yes. a flag. It is yes. a red flag, sir. Hitler mustaches, Gaddafi tattoos. Those are our two <laughs> big ones. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jacob is just panning through picture after picture of Michael Jordan with a Hitler hat. And it's it's one of those motivational poster parodies that says totalitarianism. Then what's it say below that? Jordan approves. Jordan approves. <laughs> <laughs> and his collar looks so nice in that oh, photo. He's got no bacon. Collar. He ain't faking with the bacon. So, why? I don't think it's on par with that. I do think, uh, I'll just say that I do think LeBron James going with the Cleveland story-wise is amazing. It's a good story. Yeah. And so it makes it entertaining to me. So I'm cool with it. And I'm actually not going to be a huge LeBron hater. You know what? Go for it, man. Do what, you, <laughs> do what you're going to do. Paul signs off. Do your thing, it's LeBron. Like, and you know what else? I'm going to see the new Transformers movie. What about it? That's <laughs> why <laughs> I make sure we still have our ducks in a row here. I'm I will kidding. never see that. I, will, I know. I'm not going to see I haven't see seen it. anything since mm-hmm. the first one, really. Yeah. I saw the second one on a boat. Yeah. Because you had nothing else to do. Just, I didn't even, I, without sound, I was just like, I was offended. It the worst. Now that's a sound I can get behind. There we go. Hey, and I know you're going to nerd me in a second, but have you heard of a video game called Beat 'em and Eat 'em? Yes. Or is it Eat 'em and Beat 'em? It's Beat 'em and Eat 'em. You can't eat 'em first, then beat 'em. <laughs> yeah, it's Beat 'em and Eat 'em. And it was a por- pornographic Atari game? Mm hmm. And so, like, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, of course they made them, Did right? Did you ever play Kaboom? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a paddle game. Yes. You'd use the turn knob. Yeah. And you were a crazy robber. Yeah. Underneath a bunch, or no, you were you were trying to beat the bomber. Yeah. So this bomber, just kind of like the Hamburglar, is dropping bombs down, and you had to scoop all the bombs up as they fell towards the ground. Okay. They hit yeah, the yeah. ground, right? Yeah. So beat them and eat them is basically a take on kaboom. Okay. Except instead of there's a, a beautiful depiction, instead of bombs being dropped. There's a, a man jacking it at the top of the screen, and he's dropping jizz. And the droplets of jizz have to be caught by the waiting mouths of hungry ladies below. <laughs> Are you kidding me right nope. now? This Beat is in the them. 80s on an Atari game. I missed yeah. this, this completely. This is for the, for the 2600. I never heard of this before. Yeah, this wasn't. I never, I never heard that there was pornographic video games. I've heard, you know. There were the, a handful. The first I'd heard, I mean, obviously there's Leisure Suit Larry, which we yep. talked about, but that was a, that was his own game right. that was for the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had heard, you know, that there were certain cheat codes in Mortal Kombat that we get the lady character naked, which I There were there. never any nudalities. That was, never that was true. It was all. It was that all was conspiracy theory. Yep, that's conspiracy all right, theory. So Same we, thing with, with Tomb Raider. There was no yeah. nude Raider code. There was no, no nude Raider no. code. Okay, so but this was actually like people straight up, like it wasn't about codes of different games. They put out straight up pornographic video games as a whole, and they were sold normally or like in adult shops, or they, was it like a secret thing? They were kind of like you mail order a lot of them. Okay. Uh, they weren't They weren't precisely sanctioned. I don't, I start, I'm pretty sure they were unlicensed. Right, right, right. But they worked, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was, you know. The it, people who knew how to make the proper Atari right, cartridge. Right, cartridge it would work, that, yeah. that kind of thing. But you're not going to see the Atari logo on any of their packaging. No, it's no. It's not a licensed product. And the other infamous title would be Custer's Revenge. <laughs> so <laughs> Custer's, Custer's Revenge is not only terrified. sexist, it's racist. <laughs> it's anti-Native American? yes. It's one of the most heinous games ever. It was an eight, like an eight-bit Atari classic Atari video game. Watch, thing. L- do YouTube on it, Jacob. Do YouTube Custer's Revenge because you must see it in action. The listeners are not. You must see it in action to truly believe it. YouTube Custer's Revenge. All right. It might have been the same company that did Beat 'Em and Eat 'Em. It's similar graphics on their thing. Anyway, that's an that looks to be an updated version. That's that is an act. Somebody's done, gone and done. There it is. That's the classic. You know what we're gonna do? Uh, we're gonna. Uh, I don't even, Jacob. I think you already are, but I'll double check. But are you an administrator on our Facebook page? 
I think so. Yeah. So anytime we we'll start we'll start getting better. Anything we anything we talk about, we'll just put the clips right up on our Facebook. page. I really don't think you want to put any clips of Custer's Revenge on our Facebook page. I this is horrifying. Very much disagree with it. You. Is disgusting. It is basically an Indian woman. Yes. I think the 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 idea was it was uh, who's the one who helped uh, Pocahontas. I think it's supposed to be Pocahontas. Yeah. She's tied up on one end of the screen, naked. On a cactus. Right. She's tied up. <laughs> I'm and so you are, confused. And you are Custer. <laughs> okay. And you're on the other side which of the is, screen. Which is like time-wise doesn't even match up. Doesn't even Custer's make any damn sense. Pocahontas also well, known as Westward Ho and the White Man Came. Right. <laughs> I mean, the only way Custer could get revenge is if he came back from the dead anyway. Yeah. Right. Or And traveled back in time. Precisely. So the only real identifying marks that this is Custer is he's got uh, a colonial hat on, or a you know one of those one of those army <laughs> sure, ranger yeah, hats yeah. on. The objective, not too far off from the other one, you just got to go across the screen. So there's arrows being flung at you, yeah, falling down from the sky, and okay. you must dodge the arrows. And then in the interim, you want to get all the way across the screen and have hump. sex with Hump, the defenseless, tied <laughs> up, cactus strapped, cactus strapped Indian woman. It's terrible. <laughs> And you get in as many humps as you can before arrows are coming to your head again. And then you get away and then you go back and that's the game. This is very close to how I lost my virginity. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Get a couple humps in, back away, regroup, kind of figure out what's going on. But I have these go games. I have humps. these games on an emulator. Okay. Uh, it just was, you know, because emulators, for those of you, those of you who have emulators or know the, the ROM community, the CD-ROM or the, the, the ROM hack community, mm-hmm. they are rife whenever you get these big downloads of all these different arcade games. There's always weird shit in there too. There's, they, they throw in a couple of... Uh, People throw in old uh, hentai manga screen grabs, <laughs> old, old centerfold porn stuff redone digitally like the stuff used to have is to this download something you guys have uh, talked about on geek shock have you tackled this topic yeah we've talked about this okay a little bit not not in i mean tackle the topic this is a really ridiculous terrible game in the 80s is done yeah done but it's it's gross balls but is I mean, okay so because <laughs> did people find this uh arousing? arousing well i guess sort of i mean the the process of it is 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 Right up there. I mean, it's taboo. You're getting yeah. this thing that's not sanctioned. It's illegal. You're you're finding by today's standards. And- by today's standards, it certainly doesn't even hold a candle because no. it looks so blocky, square, ridiculous, pixelated, yeah, pixelated and strange. But there is <laughs> I just like that. Like beat him and eat him is funniest to me because even in its most risqueness, it's still about a guy jerking off. Like he's still not getting laid. Like he just right. is like <laughs> yeah. even this guy's peak fantasy. Is still masturbating. It's not just, only that, masturbating stories above the women he's trying to <laughs> interact with. The distance. Like he's up on top of a building. He's testing the uh, Empire State Building penny myth right there. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> he could kill those ladies. Well, I think at level 10, that's what happens. It just goes straight <laughs> through them because he's higher and higher and just... No. Gross. All right, nerd me. So in connection with that... Okay. With these uh, old school games, there's a big convention coming up in September, which I'm going to actually take some time off of work to attend. I cannot wait for it. Happening right here in Las Vegas. Do you know what this game convention is about or is called? Uh, you're going to it. Yes, the Nambla convention. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, lay up. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, 
Layup indeed. The uh, Bronies Sex Fest. Closer. Uh, a, a action figure convention. That's no, my guess. That's it my is. Guess. It is. Uh, the call letters are C G E. C G E. Oh, uh, uh, collective group. Uh, elephants. No, it's you are wrong. Of, a bunch of guys walking around as an elephant. No, you are wrong. It is the Classic Gaming Expo. Classic Gaming Expo. Oh, 2014. You, you've gone to this before. I have you? gone Not, to this you didn't before. didn't go last year, but two years ago? They didn't hold it last year. Two uh, years ago was the last time they actually held it. They do it every other year. Classic Gaming Expo. I may have talked about, I'm sure I talked about this on uh, Geek Shock, but I don't know if I talked about this here, but uh, the guys who started it are also working on putting together a proper museum. Okay. And that's kind of taking up a ton of their time. So it'd be Las Vegas' first museum. Uh, I don't think it's happening in Las Vegas. <laughs> there we go. I don't think it's happening in Las Vegas. I don't think the museum itself is happening in Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, we can't handle any more but, uh, <laughs> but fans, other fans and friends of theirs were like, please don't let another year go by without the convention happening. By there fans, are, do you mean you? No, there's a couple of me, me and a couple of people. There's, there's a couple hundred people that are passionate about this shit. Still, I would have a blast. The classic game. You so. would love this I, thing. I, man. I, I, well, you're gonna go. Maybe we can go. Oh, well, maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we can develop. It's some, a Saturday afternoon. Maybe we can do some content. I'd love it. Oh, maybe we can do a remote. Yeah, I don't know if they'll give us a remote location, but we can maybe do some little uh, interviewing type stuff or something. You never yeah. know. We could go Daily Show style or something. Howard Scott Warshaw is gonna be there. Oh my gosh, Howard Scott Warshaw is going to be there. Is Howard Scott Warshaw? He is the creator <laughs> of so two weird. of the most important. We've talked about this before. Two of the most important games uh, in uh, the Atari 2600 history. Uh, Pac-Man. Yar's Revenge. Yar's Revenge. And the infamous one that we've talked a bunch about. Oh, God. I, I can't. That I they dug up. Oh, 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 E.T. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. The game that he programmed in, what, three weeks, something like that? Oh, so is there going to be any coverage about the documentary at this con? Yeah, there'll definitely be stuff about that yeah. documentary there because he's there and he'll be talking about the documentary. There's a couple other documentaries that are going to be talked about. There are some game classic gaming podcasts that broadcast yeah. there and uh, just lots of cool memorabilia and swag to pick up. As a child of the 80s, you'll be blown away by because so much stuff got cross-promoted. Yeah. If there was a cartoon, it got a video game in the 80s. Everything I, became a video game for the twenty six hundred. There were thousands of games made. I'm for actually that going to do like a uh, like a top secret rave party in the desert where we're going to recreate Custer's Revenge at this gaming expo. Oh boy! Now, now, just so it's not offensive, I will be the one dressed as a Native American woman strapped to a cactus. This just reminded just as me. As long as I don't have to be the boy. cactus, <laughs> that's going to be more offensive. Jacob, you're definitely the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> She's not dressed. She just has a headband and a feather. Go on. Anyway. <laughs> uh see it is see it is arousing. Uh Paul just pointed at his own boner when he said that. <laughs> I couldn't see it past his tiny guitar. Nope. I cover it with an invisible guitar. This reminded me of a bit of sad news, actually. Uh-oh. So there is another convention that I attended, the inaugural one of. Okay. That you, will not happen ever again. Well, it, it was moved to New York this year. They didn't get enough hits, and sadly, they had to cancel. Okay. And is this a double Is this a double nerd? Do I have this to answer is a this double well? nerd. I've talked about this convention before. Okay. It's it's the He-Man, She-Ra, oh, Teenage okay. Mutant Ninja Turtles, Thundercats. What is it called? Oh, uh, uh, Mattingly's Wet Dream Convention. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I have the... Power. Power can power con power con power con power con 2014 sadly had to be canceled. I am very sorry to hear this. 
I hope they're able to pick it up again in another year. Do not move any convention that doesn't already happen in New York to New York. Anyone well, who can now afford, you tell them. No, I mean that's uh, honestly, it is so much more. The reason why Las Vegas has all these all this convention is because it's affordable to fly here. Yes, and it's very affordable to stay here no matter what tier you want to do. I really hope. Uh, PowerCon there moves is to no, Vegas next time. There is no dirty, shady $40 a night hotel in New York City. Right. I don't think that... I, I, unfortunately, I don't think PowerCon will resurface until... The way they're wording it, until there's another big launch with the... the, the uh, what do you call it? The, the franchise. Yes. Either a new cartoon or a movie, which are in the works. Yeah. But. The, the, is there a He-Man movie in the works as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We did talk about this. Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, He's no... That's Gambit. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Nobody, no casting for He Man yet. I cast Channing Tatum. I just did it right now. Mm, boy, ScoopCon. We could probably incorporate PowerCon if we wanted to. Yeah, we we could have a He Man part of of ScoopCon. Okay, I'll force it. <laughs> it's gonna happen. When when is nothing would make nothing when would is, make you happier than doing ScoopCon, right? Oh my God, dude. nothing. And would make we you we should being that we being that we are based in Las Vegas. All right. We should definitely have ScoopCon here next year. If things continue on this track, if Bucket Show keeps going well and all this stuff, we'd have, we could make something really fun happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm, t- I'm in. I'm in. All right. Um, speaking of conventions, we, uh, we got a little, we got a little listenership boost just for, just for our little cameos at TAM, just for going by TAM events. That happened over well, there. Well, thank you to Emery Emery for helping us out with that. With yeah. our, uh, our but our episode hasn't even aired. Just us going on Emery Emery's show. There. Yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. We started getting more people listening to our show. Which Fantastic. That was pretty neat. That's great. Uh, but we had a lot of fun over at the uh, thank the you Skeptic Tamsters. convention at Tamsters. So at that skeptic convention, yeah, was there a meeting about the moon? <laughs> Skeptics uh, hate that they attract conspiracy theorists. It's like a weird. That's thing. funny. Because it goes like it's, they're like right in the middle, right? Right. So like we definitely did it. Skeptics be like, did we? The conspiracy is like, here's how we didn't. And you're like, no, 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 hold on. Got it. There's an answer here. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun over Tamp. So any new listeners, great. thank you for coming. And I can't. Yeah, we're gonna be on the Ardent Atheist podcast uh, whenever they air it. I don't know when they're gonna air it, but I'll, they we'll, live broadcast it. I guess they live broadcast and then it. Comes it comes out later, and again. then it comes out later. But we were on with Ryan Bell, mm-hmm. who is the Seventh uh, Adventist minister who left to do a year uh, experimenting, uh, what he calls experimenting with atheism. A year uh, without God. Oh, right. A year without God. And so uh, we were on a really cool show. <laughs> yes. It was a lot of fun to sit in. We were lucky Ryan. to be there with yeah. that. that was, and he was fascinating. He's a fascinating guy and a good sport. We, I really uh, did not go take it easy on him at all. No, we gave and, him the uh, business and he was a sweetheart. <laughs> and so it was a fun fun one. Um, we are we are already at an hour and, and well over an hour, yeah. and we haven't even gotten a scoop mail. So here's what we're gonna do because we have a little bit of time here. Did at you, give, house. you didn't give me a question, so there's no question. For I did. Did you? I asked you who, who you're imitating. Who oh, you're okay, impersonating. Great. Oh, that was my nerd question. Yeah, or my jock question. Great. I was inspired on the spot. To I love it. it. Okay. You want you want me? Paul has gotten me? the jock question right two shows in a row. I know. I gotta go harder. I gotta go I'm harder. Good. I'm good. I really did not think you knew that you were doing Marv Albert. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> her back is bleeding he's yes. on fire <laughs> she's bleeding from the back <laughs> tie her to a cactus yes <laughs> um, Albert's revenge so what we're going to do is we're going to release a special third podcast that may not probably, probably won't be full length but we just want to address scoop mail there's a whole bunch of scoop mail we're not even like we just want to get rid of the scoop mail that we haven't answered that we want to answer in the past three podcasts we haven't gotten right. to 
plus we have a bunch of new scoop mail coming in uh, that we need to address. We love it, so we want to address it. So we're going to go ahead, sign off on this episode, and we're also going to quickly address a bunch of scoop mails in a separate little uh, half episode. A special, bonus. Special bonus episode of uh, just, just scoop mail. So in closing, uh, let's be a little more open-minded about transgendered people, and uh, let's not bite people in the back. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. This is the Ice Cream Social. Woohoo! As always, we're sending our shout-out thank yous to Jacob for giving us the spot to record this week. As if he doesn't give us enough, now he's giving us a place to record as well. Of course, as always, thank you to Penn Gillette for creating the Ice Cream Social. Big thanks to uh, Ace who does the, all the illustrations for episodes. Check out his work on our Facebook page, Matt Manley's Ice Cream Social. Tony for the music. And follow uh, Paul on Twitter at the famous Paul. Follow Matt at Sweet Matty D. Or you can shoot us uh, whatever you want. If you want to talk to the show over Twitter, do it at Hey Scoops. It's our new Twitter show. Our new spot. Twitter, Twitter yeah. show. Get in it. The internet has not stopped stupid. <laughs>